The topics shared on Talk Dollars Make Sense are for entertainment purposes only and is not to be taken as advice. If you would like advice, please seek help from a qualified professional. Talk Dollars Make Sense is powered by Lendit Finance Group. If you're needing money up front for anything, whether it's a car purchase, new boat, jet ski, or even for those pearly white veneers you've been thinking about, the team at Lendit Finance Group have got you covered. They work with both consumers and businesses to organise funding of all sizes. Whether it's for personal use or business use, they've got you covered. Head to LendedFG on Instagram to keep up with all their special offers and giveaways. If you need some money for those purchases, send them a DM and they'll make it happen. Welcome to Talk Dollars Make Sense with your hosts, Caleb and Jess. This is the podcast where we try to make sense of it all. We talk to experts in their field, whether it's finance, property or business. We unpack their journey of making a dollar and what their tips are for success. Welcome back to Talk Dollars Make Sense with your host, Jess. And Caleb. Today we're joined by the boys from Quantum Buyers Agency, or technically the Quantum brand, I would say. You know, quantum building maintenance, quantum, is it rentals? That's Correct it, me if yep. I'm wrong. Yep, quantum rentals. Is there any others that I'm missing? Just the buyers advocacy. Just yeah. the buyers advocacy. <laughs> the main, the trio. We've got, we got Nick, director, and Jade. So, boys, thanks for jumping on. Mate, thanks for having us. Thanks for having us, guys. Appreciate it. And uh, we thought we'd grab these guys on today because you guys are very special, I think, because you're one of the few buyers agencies that I've ever heard of that have all three arms. Buyers agency... Uh, building and pest, and also um, rental as well. Management. Do it all. Do yeah, it all. Yeah, full package. Right. It was a very organic progression. I yeah. think when we sort of got into this, we realised well, we looked at the industry and we thought, you know, what can we do that yeah. other people aren't? And then through us having our clients and then engaging um, other services, outsourcing a lot of things, we realised we, we can internalise a lot of this, and it's not going to be very hard with our yeah. skill set and what we've got. So. Definitely. It was so organic and it was so easy and it's just such a huge value add. So it wasn't like a huge vision board or anything like that? I guess not really, no, but I guess the vision board probably came after the <laughs> idea and the plan. We're like, hold on, we, there's a process we should yeah. be following here. So we yeah, sort yeah. of like went back and, and staged it and all executed out. executed it. Yeah, yeah nice. no, it was really good and, and super cool and yeah, we love it. And your background comes from building as well? Yes, that's Self, right. Yeah. So just over a decade in the building industry, as anyone would know, and all the stories that you hear, it's pretty hectic and <laughs> trying to find tradies and yep. everything like that. And um, yeah, it was again super easy. Yeah. Um, it was like that scene out of the Wolf of the Wall Street, Wolf of Wall Street, where they're in that <laughs> diner and they're like, "Show me how much you made." That pretty much happened to a <laughs> mate of mine. And my mate's like, "I just did a deal," and like yep. we did this, 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 and and I was like, "Man, that's like that seems like too easy, awesome," and like yep. and you got to help the person find the house and. And a few buyers agents started reaching out to me, yep. asking me, hey, mate, we need your help with um, some some building knowledge and yep. we need to understand like what we can do with this property. And I said, well, can't you just tell them that they can do a renovation? Like, no, no, because we don't know. Like, you know, the structure, like is steel post, concrete post, yep. you know, is it a pre-war, post-war, like anything about the house. So, um, yeah, I just sort of started helping, helping these guys out and then... I got offered a job um, and had a job interview and yep. then we just wound down building and, and kept going with um, with uh, the buyer's advocacy stuff. And yeah, nice. I, I did have another mate at the time who sort of said, hey, I need to go and I'm trying to build these houses with granny flats out the back. Yeah. So if you can find me some of those sites, then that'd be great. And so as a builder, I was just knocking on people's doors saying, <laughs> hey, I want to buy your house off you because we're going to put a granny flat out the back. Yeah, and nice. uh, then he sort of, you know, suggested I should 
jump into it and yeah. we just did like it was that was it we went we finished the year up as builders and started as buyers agents so awesome yeah it was really cool that is very cool and um maybe touch on a bit more about how that sort of progression went from i guess being from builder to a buyer's agent a bit about your background and things like that so um my obviously we did a lot of client work as yep. a builder um but obviously every builder's dream is to sort of build their own property portfolio and build their own houses yeah, and yeah. either keep them and sell them and my wife and I were doing that a lot and it is hands down the best way to make money as House anyone flipping? in any podcast will, yeah, yeah. will ever tell you yeah. yeah um and we thought hey there's an opportunity and th- and then once the the buyers advocacy sort of stuff started yep. um we thought there's an opportunity here to help people do exactly what we do so yep. we're not reinventing the wheel we're not providing a, a purchase only we're actually providing this this service where we're doing what we do on the weekends, yep. building our own property. Yeah. So from that background of, of building, like Jess and I were spending our weekends um, renovating our own properties. Yep. And again, like we just tried winding down that client side of things and yep. increasing doing our own stuff. Yep. And then the buyer's advocacy came as the perfect vessel to continue for us to do that yep. as well as do help other people do it as well. So mm-hmm. we've like white labeled some software that allows us to sort of pr- give our clients a progression plan of, nice. of helping them hit their milestones um i had a business manager in my building company and she came with me to the buyer's advocacy i've got my sister as my pa and obviously i've got all these bright brilliant ideas in my head but actually being able to sit down and turn everything into a process is is a whole nother kettle of fish so we spent six months nearly two hundred thousand dollars just putting every single thing from inside our heads and our ideas into a process yep. and a back end so that someone like Jade can come along and we can say, hey, we've got this process that mm. that does what no one else can yep. do where we're literally starting from property A, we're showing our clients how we can engineer value. We're yep. using that, that building knowledge to get price reductions and work with the selling agent on the best possible price for our our clients as like 10 minutes ago, I literally, we just got $15,000 off a of price because of oh, a good. leaky roof. Um, and then, you know, progress their second yeah. and third. So we're, we're taking the buyer out of the, the buying market because we're setting them up for their second, third, fourth and fifth purchase. Definitely. And so for example, like when Jade joined the team, you know, all this knowledge that we've sort of learned over the years and we've yep. built on has yep. just been passed in through that process yeah, that nice. we've created through the Jade. And yep. now obviously, doing it together down here on the Gold Coast, Brizzy and, and the Sunny Coast. So good. On that, Jade, yeah. give us a bit of background about yourself. What made you become a buyer's agent? May I? And what led you to the journey of joining Quantum and starting up, I guess, the Gold Coast office, so to speak? Um, look, I kind of just fell into it. So I guess a bit of background about myself. I, I was in the sales side, so selling properties for um, for a little while. For And yeah, one of my mates from... Um, Brisbane, I was looking to go into selling in Brisbane. A mate of mine was just like, yeah, look, um, have you ever thought about going into the buyer's agency? So I was just like, something I've never kind of experienced, you know, um, I always dealt with the buyers through the selling side, but never actually purchased the, um, you know, the property. Um, yeah, kind of did that and went and had a chat with, um, with Simon, um, during the time of the buyer's agency and I was just like, Love the process of helping the buyers and yeah, kind of just fell into it. And then one year later, I had a chat with Nick and I just love the, the process of the way that Nick kind of, he's, he's got, you know, a large aspects on, on the building side yep. and kind of just went into to his team. So, yeah. Nice. 
Awesome. <laughs> it was very easy. I think we were very aligned. We're very specific on yeah. who joins our family. Like yeah, it's um the culture has to be right. Yeah. 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 Like our culture is hands down, like behind closed doors is yeah. the best thing ever. Like we've all got each other's backs and you know, there's in, I don't, I don't think it's just real estate, but any industry, there's this like dog eat dog. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You know, there's this persona that might be, Oh, we're such a great team, but you know, behind closed doors, I think it's a different thing. Yeah. Mm. It's uh, very family orientated as well. The team, which is what I really liked. So hundred percent. And like, yeah. there's, of course there's beefs. Like there's always people have got arguments and, you know, sometimes like there was one last week, like, and then an hour later they were like on a call doing a deal together. And yeah. like, you know what I mean? Like if you've got the ability to sort of be able to say yeah. what you want to your coworkers yeah. and then an hour later, you're like working a deal together that came on like an hour after your fight, <laughs> yeah. that says something about the team that you've got. So if like we- know to put that aside. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and we've all got, each other's it's a value thing right mm. you've got to have a value alignment with the people who you're yep. you're on that on Definitely. that work train with and i think that's the most important for us like we we i've literally had someone who has filled out a consultation form we've sat down we've had a consultation me thinking that they're a buyer wanting to get use our services and then they've said hey i really want a job here's what I can provide. I've got this experience. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I'm not joking. And I'm like, ah, oh, well, like, you know, uh, here oh, I am pitching to them. Uh. <laughs> yeah. So it's, yeah. it's kind Maybe of. Maybe that's the secret to job hunting these days. Just like inquire for their services. Yeah. yeah. Well, you know, you get to understand the process as well. <laughs> yeah. And then you're like, oh no, I don't want to do this. Or exactly. Yeah. Yeah. Part yeah, of the team, true, so. yeah. That's so cool. Very different, eh? Yeah. Very different. <laughs> no, we're, we're very fortunate. Actually, no, we're not fortunate. We work hard to create yeah. our, our good team environment. So, And um, I don't know if it's just me that saw this on social media the other day, but we're ranked third in the world for renovations. Yes. Uh, in I terms of that. a country. Yeah. And I can't remember who beat us. I think it's Singapore and someone else. I remember Singapore stuck in my head. But <laughs> uh, we're ranked number three. So Aussies love a good renovator. 100%. We love The Block. We love nearly every renovation TV show that exists. At one stage, yeah. there was The Block, House Rules, every possible TV show that had to do with property and renovating at one yeah. stage. Um, I know personally, my family, like everything that runs through the blood every time they've told us is like, buy a property that you can install value in and do it up. You've bought a property. Yeah. You've done it up. Worst house yeah. on the best street. I think there's this natural Aussie love for doing something and adding character to it. Yeah. My wife has an obsession with cottages mm. and Queenslanders and she has this idea that we're going to buy a really terrible house and do it up and make it amazing. Yes, Of course, Beth, all white you. and beige. So off the back of that, could you guys maybe give the listeners some insight into what makes actually a good renovator, not something where you're just rocking up, that house looks like it's a piece of shit, I'm going to add some value to it. There's obviously got to be a lot more to that. So what it actually takes to sort of picking out a good deal when you are looking to do a renovator. Yeah, look, that's music to our ears. Like a lot of people do see those as issues and I just see it as it's as cliche as it is, as opportunity, <laughs> yeah. right? We quantify every defect with yep. the property and then we can say, hey, here's, you know, the market's here yep. and here's all these issues and we've got a dollar figure on each yep. one of those those defects or those problems with the property. So we see the value around here. So Very nice. And that's yeah. how we do our deals because it's not like we're just being super cheeky, you know, market vales uh, 1.2 and we're just going in, oh, we'll give you $900,000. So <laughs> yeah. being able well, to quantify those issues yeah. with the property, I think is where you'll get, you know, that great, that, that purchase that yep. you're looking for. Like you said, buying the worst house on the best street. Um, 
looking at your end result. So what do you, wh- where does that property need to be positioned for you to make money or yeah. for it to be, um, you know, that property that your dream home. So yeah. for example, if you're buying a, you know, a two bedroom, a lot of cottages are only two bedrooms originally. Yeah. So two bedroom, one bath, but the fully renovated four bed, two bath, two car with a pool selling for a million dollars more mm. then you know that you have to to make you know a 20 to 30 percent profit it's pretty yep. easy you spend you yep. know seven or eight hundred thousand dollars on that renovation so it all comes back to numbers so yep. if you can start from your end goal and reverse Work engineer backwards. it the more stepping stones you put in place the more control you'll have over that end result yep if you just said right end results two million dollar sale price we're purchasing for one renovation in the middle it's going to be a bit loose but if you break it down to, right, we're going to put a pool in, um, landscape, we're going to lift the property, build under, you know, mm. we're going to make it a four bed, two bath, yep. all that sort of stuff. Then that's probably the best way to do it because there's more check-ins along the way yep. and you can control that process and execute as per your plan. Yep. And, um, you know, it's you're essentially you're eliminating the risk yep. by doing so. So. They're the, so the sort of the key things that we we try and take into account when we're um, when we're looking for those kind of properties for our clients, yep. and ultimately that's every single client, whether they engage us to or not. We're going to say we're going to show them how we can execute yep. to make the most amount of money from on the other side as well. So, with the new company that we've just started, QBM, it's called Quantum Building Maintenance. Um, my business partner in that, Jack, um, his full time job now is going through and adding value to those clients' properties That's and awesome. providing awesome. these reports yep. on how we can actually do that for our clients. So now we can, we've can we actually got a full report that we can quantify And you that. can actually be the ones to action that for them. If they choose. If like they choose. We're, yeah. we're, we're not, you know. That's we're, we're awesome. Not shoving it down their throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hey. <laughs> Build with knock, us. Knock, knock. Guess who it is. Yeah. So you've got all the contacts. Like it's kind of a one-stop shop. Like you can provide the plan and if people if your clients go yep that all sounds great 100 percent. it's not just like oh okay well now i'm left to figure it out on my own you have that yep. experience to take them through the whole process that's yeah. amazing so that's w- so great we've actually put together a list of trades and they're like our inside inside trades oh, and yeah. Yeah, we nice. will then give them to our clients as a sort of like not a gift but just yep. like here's all the people who will help you get to where you need to be because yep. it doesn't matter if we do it or they do it themselves the end mm. result that they engaged us for is to create that equity mm-hmm. in the property. Yep. So if they can get there on by themselves and they save money, that puts them in a better cash position on the end of the yep. at the mm. at the completion. And what does that mean? It means they're going to come back to us to buy and more. buy the next property yep. with us. Yeah. So it's not just a quick purchase now. It's the second, third, fourth, fifth, etc. Yeah. So yeah. Off the back of what you said before about I guess breaking down into steps and more check ins. Yep. I think a really good call out is a lot of people don't understand what actually adds value. I think it's like very much a buzzword when you're talking about renovations is like, yeah, oh, let's right. add value to this property. Yeah. What, let's break it down maybe a little step further. Like what is some actual actionable things that will add value to a property? Let's just say you have a typical house, you know, it's a blank blank screen, so to speak. Yep. What could I do to add value to it? So it's pretty simple, right? Traditionally on realestate.com, what are the most expensive houses yep their location number of bedrooms number of bathrooms number of car spaces and pool so that is as simple as it is for us yep so we say obviously suburbs have got higher median prices than others Mm. do yep so we say right if you're land 
yep. first and foremost. Yeah, that's right. So land, location, amenities, distance to CBD, the beach, whatever it might be. Yep. So that's the first sort of thing, and we can't really change that, but that's yep. how we will measure, like you know, the suburbs and and what's going to be the right area to buy in. Secondly, like I mentioned, if they're going to buy a two bedroom cottage, how can obviously a four better is going to sell for a lot more than a two better? Yeah. How can we make this a four bedroom, two bathroom yep. rather than the f- two bedroom, one bathroom? So by adding those additional um, bedrooms and bathrooms, you're obviously engineering more value into it. And if, as long as you don't overcapitalize and you stick to keep to your budget, then that end result, by purely just looking on those like REA and domain, you will see, right, the, the median price for the sale price of a four bedroom in this area is $2 million and we're yep. paying $1 million. So as long as we can do that budget for that amount, then yep. you know we're going to stay within the parameters of our, parameters, our yep. goal. So... Um, that would probably be the main thing, bedrooms and bathrooms, because yep. you're appealing to a wider range. Obviously, a family's not going to look at a two-bedroom place. Um, yep. They'll look at four and fives. Um, pools are really hit and miss, and that was one thing I realised with building uh, the building business as well. Like, we'd have this amazing opportunity to put a nice pool in for our clients, and they'd be like, oh, no, I don't want a pool. They cost too much, and they're hard to maintain, but... Sometimes they're a huge value add. They either go one or the, one way or the other. <laughs> yeah. um, what about with how... And uh, this is probably something that just comes up in my circles, but I've always had the argument come through within families where the pool takes out, you know, this much section of the yard, you know, if they've got kids and stuff. Yep. Is that true? Is that something that's viewed in the industry? Is that sometimes... Um, well, obviously there is like that physical square meterage yep. loss that you're losing, but you are also gaining a pool. So <laughs> um, in yeah. summer, you would probably be thanking yourself. Yeah, <laughs> yeah that's yeah. right. Yeah. Um, but it, when we do have those arguments, and often it's like with, it's within the family, they're like they're having that bind. Yeah. So we someone's a pool, someone doesn't. That's right. Someone's yep. gonna clean it. Yep. Someone just wants to enjoy <laughs> yeah. it. <laughs> but then we just say, well, why don't we buy a place like within two hundred meters of a park? Like, how? What, yep. What's your comfort level for letting mm. your kids walk to the park by themselves? And they're like, oh yeah, maybe like ten houses, five houses. I'm yep. like, okay, cool. So we just section out those suburbs yep. with those parks, draw like a circle around it, and we're yep. like, here are our key streets. Yep. And it has gotten to the point where we're like knocking on doors, being like, hey, can we buy your house? Hey, can we buy your house? I've literally had a, an expat come back from the UK being like, I've, I grew up in a Queenslander. I want five bedrooms. My backyard has to be facing north because I want full sun all year. I want my pool east-west because I don't. And someone, I was like, whoa, 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 like hold up. That's <laughs> like, you know, we can do... Miracles, but yeah. but that's a real miracle. Yeah. <laughs> like proper. we're good, but that's a lot. <laughs> yeah. The sun so, must set on this side of the house. Yeah, blah, blah, blah. but you know what? Like we we catered for it. We ended up finding the house didn't have a pool, but it yeah. was facing the right direction. Um, they wanted like colors, even they wanted exterior colors within. And I was like, Does he not realize he can paint? Like you can change renovated. that that part. <laughs> it's that yeah. part can change. Yeah, it's just educating. We put them in touch with the pool builder, the painter, yeah. and everything. Yeah. And you know, it's probably been a year now. And guess what? They've got all the stuff that they wanted. So look, you um, made the miracle happen. Yeah. Well, it's just piecing together. It's not. I guess that saying miracles can't happen isn't true. <laughs> Talk to Nick. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, well. well yeah, How do good. people go with you knocking on their doors? It's, it's sometimes it's received like the wrong way, and people <laughs> are like, yeah. "Is this person trying to sell me solar panels, or is this a joke?" <laughs> yeah. But I, actually, people get taken back by it, and they're yeah. like, "Actually, you know, we we did have this discussion six months ago, but we decided against it. But you know, maybe it is something for us to to have a think about." Yeah, so wow. we've bought probably ten off mm-hmm. yeah, wow. director vendor yeah. in our time which is you know not much yep. but um 
it's it's definitely interesting because I guess this is how a sales agent would feel because you're you're nurturing you've got to nurture both sides. Mm. You, yeah, you can't yeah. obviously our job is to be is to represent the buyer as best as we can. And yep. in that scenario, though, you, you're also you've got a, this onus on on the seller as well that mm. you know I, yes I'm engaged by the the, the buyer here, but I've got to make sure that they actually have a good experience with this too because I don't want to be seen as I've just come in and just ripped them off and just yeah, taken exactly. their, yeah. their house away from yeah. them. So, yeah. um, and all of those experiences have actually been some of the best ones that we've had and the the seller actually ended up get, giving Coming us back. a Google review in one instance. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that, yeah. Yeah, they actually had already bought an apartment. Did they then yeah. come to you to help them buy their next property? Well, I was laying the groundwork. As soon as that contract was signed, <laughs> I'm like, guys, wh- where are you going next with this? Like, and um, They're like, Melbourne. You're like, all right. <laughs> Flight's booked. Sign, my application's going to take eight weeks to be approved in Melbourne. I'll be down there. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I wish we could have signed them up straight away. But no, they were, yeah. I think they were in, they'd, they'd bought a unit and they'd bought a caravan. So they'll go and try oh, it. But, um, mm. The dream. Yeah. But look, it was cool. It was it was, um, it was was cool to be able to do that. So, but yeah, it does happen. And seller advocacy, is that something you guys also offer? We have, yes. Um, it's We're just sort of, again, organic. Like it seems yep. to be everything that we do. If people are at the point in which they are selling, um, then we will sort of say, hey, can we help out with this? Yep. Uh, the first few we did for free. Just um, we like they would sign up for the buyer's advocacy, and then they would we would just offer the seller's advocacy for free, and because they were looking to upgrade or yeah, yeah. What does that consist of? So that the phone call I was literally on ten minutes ago was a client, our very first seller's advocacy. So um, I met them at a four-year-old birthday party, and they were telling me what they're doing, and I was, had no intentions of signing them up. I just said, "Oh, look, cool, look out for this, look out for that, blah blah blah." And then I got an, a website inquiry and, they, and it was them because uh, I didn't get their number or anything. And they yeah. sort of said, we need help because we don't know what selling agent to use. Yep. Everyone's quoted different comms. Everyone's quoted different marketing. You know, we don't know our, our demographic we're, we're pitching to is it people mm. like us. And we just sort of sat them down. And these guys, I didn't realize how much of a, a bind they're in. They'd worked themselves into the biggest huff and the parents are involved. And I said, stop. Let's just, again, like look at yep. the data. Who are we pitching to here? Who's which sales sales agent has got the best track record in this suburb for this particular product? Yep. It can't be the houses. It can't be the one bedroom. It was a townhouse. And I said, and we just approached that agent. We negotiated commission, so we got a, a a reduced commission for them. We had we got the data on how marketing packages and which marketing packages had been more successful than others, and we ended up going with no, no marketing package photos and just putting it on realestate.com. And in the first weekend, we had three offers and our clients' expectations were like 550 and we sold it for 620. Wow. So, wow. That's so and, good. And it, it was literally like they just gave us all of the control. It was crazy. It, it yep. felt weird making these decisions. And uh, <laughs> anyway, and um, and we came back to them and said, hey, we've got 620 grand offer. Yep. Do you want to sign it? And they're like, yeah, that's amazing. That's so good. So then we've moved on to the... The purchase side of things and we've obviously got... you helping them with that as well. Yeah. Yep. Well, that's the one that we've actually charged them for. Oh, and so now awesome. we've got 70 grand more. We can buy a better a better yep, house, yep. Um, which we have. They like were originally only were only aiming for a three better. Yep. We bought a four better on the top of a hill. Great outlook. And now again... And this is the one with the reduction? Yeah, so we've just got another $15,000 off good. the price. So, um, and you so know... You've made them 70 k then yeah. you've... Give them back 15 as well. So yeah, yeah. It's a perfect world. So, and again, it's just because 
at when we first had that meeting, they're like, oh, I don't think we can afford an investment property. And I said, why not? Like, why can't you? Because I don't think you understand how much equity you can create mm-hmm. by doing little things. And then mm. you can draw back from, it just takes like a good broker and you can cross collateralize and buy again. And it's, it's not hard. It's mm. really not hard. And that's something that we, we practice what we preach. We do it like this, the place that we've just bought on the sunny coast, this investment property, we're documenting and filming the whole thing because we're buying things off Facebook marketplace. We're doing a lot of work <laughs> nice. ourselves because we're yeah. showing people that we can engineer value into this property. And I'm trying to get 120 K in three months. That's what we're trying to, yeah. we're trying the value we're trying to engineer. Yeah. And for a $600,000 house, that's only, that's a 20% deposit. Yeah. So again, you just cross collateralize it and you can go again. Yeah. You, you can, if with the right broker and you get paid mm. the right amount of money and all that sort of stuff, you yeah. can then get a pre-approval to go and buy another property. Yeah. So, and just showing people that process, working in with their broker, their financial planner, and putting all the, the players on the team. Yep. We're sort of setting up. Showing that. that it's not rocket science. Yeah. And that can seem like it. That's right. Exactly. That's awesome. Yeah. In terms of the seller advocacy side, what made you sort of get into that space, so to speak? Is it more because you guys have the data and you understand, I guess, what buyers are looking for? So then you want to reverse engineer that for sellers or as that look? Um, it's come naturally again from so what was the question why did we get in that yeah like why why? was was there like a particular reason that you guys sort of thought you know what this is why we're going to do it we have the buyer market we understand metrics whatever it is well we work with so many selling agents on the buy side a lot of the people that we're meeting with hadn't sold yet and they were in that in that early stages of just talking those selling agents so and then i was i was just saying oh look we've just done deal with this person we would suggest using them because yep. throughout yep. our process, like in every buyer's agent will say, there's buyer's agents that you meet that you would sell your own property through and ones that you wouldn't. Yep. So yep. we were just giving that information to those clients yep. for free, right? And then, you know, I said, check in with us when you're ready to go. And I guess it was controlling more of that process and having, keeping tabs on what our clients were doing. And we we have team weekly team meetings and we just go through all these, every week is a different subject. And, we don't get like guest speakers in. We literally just start a conversation, have a topic and just yep. let it go. And one of the, th- one of the things we discussed this week was controlling, having check-ins with our clients throughout that process to keep them on the right track because they're, they're dealing with it as an emotion, right? It's so easy for it just to, to go off in the wind and like, yep. you know, they can or get become too hard. In, or, exactly. Yeah. And by us having that, like we're their accountability partner throughout yep. that process we thought this is a value add that we can help them out. It's obviously good for our business because, you know, it's another opportunity for us to, to make some money in the Trolling process. Trolling that timeline kind of thing. That's right. Rather than having them from here to here, you also get them here. Correct. Yeah. And um, and so that's how it started. And, yeah. you know, it was actually a big house on the river was the was this first, <laughs> um, this meeting I had where I thought I could introduce you to the person who I know will have the right buyers for this property. And yeah. they always say, do you reckon you've got the right buyers? And I was like, <laughs> you don't want us negotiating <laughs> to buy your property because <laughs> we're going to screw you down. I'm, I'm like, remember our job is to represent yeah, the, the buyer. buyer. Yeah. And they're like, oh, true. Okay. I'm like, yeah. So you don't want that. Like if yeah. you want me to be a good buyer's agent for you when you sell this place, yep. I've got to be one beforehand too. So yep. that's kind of why we bought that in. So. And no, no conflicts. That's right. No <laughs> conflicts. And yeah. it is a fine line, I swear. My, my lawyer, I'm on a retainer with him now because every week I'm like, hey, mate, I need this, I need this, I need this. So, yeah, it's about like, you know, st- keeping everything above yeah. board and, you know, it's... Uh, it keeping is, everyone happy as well. So. Yeah, that's right. Mm-hmm. So, no, it's cool. We're really happy with where the seller's advocacy is going and 
it's yep. it's just a value add to our current service and you can opt in or opt out it's That's super awesome. easy yeah. yeah yeah um back on sort of the conversation of renovators I saw, I think it was on Instagram, I don't know if you saw the same thing, about kitchens now becoming the biggest trend for what buyers are looking at. Uh, yeah, I mean, it? the kitchen's the heart of the home. The heart of the home. In Australia it is. It is, sure. yeah. Yeah. What do you find from a data position of, is that something worth looking into as a value add for renovation? Or like is if it you had to update one, is it like if you'd say bathrooms if you had tight or budget. kitchens yeah. or... And you had to select whether I want to do the bedroom, whether I want to do the bathroom, mm. whether I want to do the kitchen. Or like update the whole house by painting and new floors or something. Like what's the biggest, what do you see? Yeah. If someone had 20 grand, what would they put that into first? Look, I think Australians naturally are just like entertainers. Love. Yeah. Yep. Love a, like a shrimp on the bar. Well, yeah. <laughs> Why is Bunnings the number one yeah. uh, retail store? That's right. And the sausage, the Bunnings bags. <laughs> yeah, probably, yeah. probably second on the retail yeah. list. The Bunnings sausage at home. So, um, Unfortunately, 20 grand won't get you much in regards to a a kitchen these days. But what we've always done, and again, like my wife Jess and I, we would always build an entertaining space around the Mm -hmm. kitchen. And I look at that when I'm buying a property. And again, it's it's not hard for us to give this info to our clients because we just look at the things that we do when we're actively buying. So um, entertaining space, I believe, is probably the best best value add to any house. How How can someone bring their family, their friends over and have everyone involved. And quite often, you're right, that is in the kitchen. So having a very um, smooth transitioning kitchen to dining, to living, to outdoor, I think is really key. key. That open plan. Yeah, having that nice aspect. And Mm -hmm. that's kind of what we would always try and suggest, like, and the, and the biggest thing that people say is, how can I remove this wall? Can I remove that wall? So which wall's not non-load bearing and, and all that sort of stuff? Yep. So then we can advise, we get in the roof, we sort of say, yep, you can remove this wall. Obviously, we'd suggest you speak to a, a structural engineer, um, blah, 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 but it can be done. Mm. So um, that is probably the best value add, I believe, with 20 grand is remove some walls, create that real flow-through living yep. Um Tight. I always the love floor the floor pan yeah, sort of aspects. Yeah, mm. not knowing where the indoor finishes and the outdoor starts. I think that's such a good part of any entertainer's home. Mm. It's just got this nice smooth transition yep. indoor and outdoor. And yeah, I reckon that's that's probably where so it's at. it sticks for both owner occupiers and investors in that regard. Well, yeah, I guess it does. It depends on the area because and the whole you know I've, with our rent company we've obviously got a whole rental team right so yep. we're trying to keep up to date with what's going on the rent and what with the housing crisis that's going on in Australia right now what they're trying to do is you can't create rentals as a more permanent thing so they're reducing the amount of um, check-ins that you you need to do like yep. the mandatory check-ins so there is th- going to be this full movement about creating rental properties to becoming more of a home Yep. So, so not something that where someone just comes in, lives in it for a couple of months and exits. Ex- exits. That's right. Yeah, it's more of like how can we keep these guys long term? Correct. Not want to leave. That's right. So yep. I think taking that into mind and moving forwards, like this is discussions that will probably be mandated towards the end of the year. Yep. Yeah. That's probably the right um, idea to have for your investment property is to create it more of a home, a home yeah. environment where people can stay for five to ten years yep. rather than just you know one year and then move out. Yep. So yep. I would be doing that. I would be, I always say, w- we always do personally, I always build the house to the best quality I can afford at the time. And it's something that I would want to live in because yeah. you're mitigating risk in 
you're getting a higher quality client yep. or a higher quality renter. If you do need to liquidate any assets, you know that it's going to be a premium product. So you yep. can actually sell it for that higher price point and it will be easier to sell 100%. because it doesn't have those resistance or those pain points that a shitter property would. Yep. Exactly. And heart of the home. Like you said, yeah. Yeah. kitchen. 100%. Is it as simple as with bedrooms then as, you know, because you guys have the rental company, is it as simple as more bedrooms, you know, X dollars per week kind of thing? Is that sort of yeah, 100%. how you guys view yeah. it? Yeah. yeah. And a big thing I've realised is pets. Like pets is such a huge, I didn't, <laughs> I never thought that, you know, pets or no pets is a mm. big thing, but yeah. it is massive having pets. Is so. it true in Queensland, the laws changed where you have to at least have a decent reason why they can't have a pet? Yeah, I think you can't say no to someone because you have yeah, to consider I it. That too. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, isn't this for apartments and stuff like that? I don't know about apartments, but I know that dealing we've got this yeah, house. It's like I'm gonna get a dog. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> I have actually got I'm actually it. thinking about it. With, with of course partner. you do, Jay. <laughs> <laughs> thinking about Frenching. Oh, He's like asking so for a friend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> Frenchie, and you live in Palm Beach. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> you just like taking it. Got the stereotype book of the Gold Coast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the dog. What do hot girls do in summer? That's what I want to start doing. Hot girl walks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Burley, um, Burley Hill. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so bedrooms, adding pets, yeah. and just making it, you know, a bit, yep. bit yeah. cool and cool. Yep, just Air giving cons. that on an occupier appeal to a renter. Yeah, yep. to yep. a renter. That's right, because that's ultimately where we're going. Like this whole housing affordability thing, and I think it is going. It obviously is getting harder to buy property, yeah, and I think having setting these people up, um, you know, in these homes, which is what they're trying to do. Yep. Um, so making it as comfortable as it possibly can to the renter. Yep. You're gonna get a a better rent, a better investment. You got a high, more high quality investment, so you're just safeguarding yourself, really. Yeah, yeah. I feel like it'll change the mindset for renters as well, because they're staying in a good quality home. They'll t- look into buying a property as well. Yeah. So, in terms of Airbnbs, then what do you think the strategy will be there? Particularly, do you guys manage any Airbnbs currently? No, we don't. No, no. We, we've got a company who we work for for that. Yep. So kind of like a whole different. Yeah, kettle kettle fish, fish. Yeah. yeah, it's kind of like buying advocacy and yeah. selling advocacy, or yeah. buyer's agent and selling agent. It's mm. sort of the opposite side of the fence, so really. Yeah. So, um, yeah, so it's actually been a really good experience. Me personally going through it with this investment property that yep. we've just purchased on the Sunshine Coast. So, the way I went about it was looking for areas that had tourist attractions or, um, I guess, things that attracted people to the area that. And there was a shortage of accommodation. So yep. once I picked those suburbs out, I just sort of went hard and, and found areas in that area, or houses in that area, I should say. And then we thought, okay, how many beds are the, like optimal for, for the um, for Airbnb bathrooms? Yep. What is a pool appealing or not a pool? And like, so in my area, it's like a lot of climbers and hikers. Yep. So we're like, right, it's just going to be one or two night stays. So you can't do like a minimum three nights. And once you work out like all the algorithm behind it, you sort of get a product which you need to create at the end of it. Yep. So we obviously do a high level of due diligence. So there's a lot, of, a lot of data reviewing and that heaps kind of, stuff, of yeah. data. Yeah. yeah and research. we, we pretty early on engaged this company to understand all of this information. And they pretty much gave us a 74% occupancy rate. <laughs> and it was like, I can't remember the amount per week, but it was huge. It was 8.8% yield where the property wow. sat. Yeah, wow. The day it settled. So... Like without your renos. Without the renos. Yeah, wow. wow. So then that's when we sort of went back to the Airbnb management company we're using. We sort of said, 
now we need all this data of how we can improve it all. So, because mm, yep. um, that's what we would do as if we were uh, working, doing our buyer's advocacy service for yep. a client. We would provide all that data yep. before we bought the property and it just 8.8%. I was like, wow, that's like that's awesome. <laughs> no brainer. Yeah, that's absolutely. Crazy. No brainer. <laughs> so, and if I can go in there and spend like ten, twenty thousand dollars $20,000 on this, then, you know, it could go, that could go up to 10%. Yep. So, yeah, so that's what exactly you, what I've done. Sorry, what are you thinking in your... Um, like 10 to 20 grand reno on that place. So the Airbnb with the, they both have one bed, one bath. So they didn't have, the second one didn't have a bathroom. Oh, okay. But yeah. one so thing I one, checked out was bed. I got a plumber there and I made sure that all the sewer and everything Perfect. was run to that yeah. second dwelling. So I knew it had a kitchen. So I knew there must've been a sewer connection somewhere. So we, um, we double checked all of that. Um, so we bought the tiles just super cheap. We just found some like really nice looking, but generic tiles. They were all new. Obviously your, all your tapware and everything like that, that has to be, well, it doesn't have to be, but it has to be watermarked, which is the, like the Australian standards yep. imprint, um, for it to be certified. So we had to, we, we bought new stuff, but it was all relatively cheap. But like bath, I bought a secondhand, a brand new secondhand bath from someone who didn't end up doing a renovation, so, yeah. the glass nice. again. The kitchen came from Marketplace. Yeah, it was Hazel a Marketplace. It was an ex display kitchen. It was two grand. Um, yeah. So all the flooring, like just yeah. again, super, just a soup, like super cheap run off the, off, it was a, uh, what do they call it? Discontinued range. Yeah. That's what we sweet. did to our flooring too. It was like two tiles. One was not tiles, sorry. They were timber planks we got. And one was like $60 per like square meter. Sort of and stuff? one was 20 yeah. And I was like, oh, because I was looking at the two going, I don't know. And then we asked the price and I was like, oh, well. Decision made. <laughs> I can't tell, so we'll let the price yeah. decide. <laughs> that, that's what, and that's, you've got to be really, you've got to be stern with that sort of stuff because, yeah. it, again, I always catch myself. I'm like, oh, I love the look of that. Like, <laughs> and yeah. we just sort of go off on this tangent. So, yeah, yeah so it was a, I, it was a two bedroom, one bathroom, one car. So we've made it two bed, two bath, two kitchens. Wow. Oh, Two yeah, dwellings. because they're separate. Yeah. Wow, nice. So it, it's just moving higher up in that. So like previously, was it like a like they were renting out the whole as a one kind of thing or were they still doing it separate? Owner Rock, and I think she had her uh, um, grandkids stay in the other oh, one. Oh, like a granny yeah, flat kind of. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, but they're the same style. So co- beautiful gotcha. cottage. Like yeah. It's got character. So, so this awesome. is the first time it's going to be used as an Airbnb essentially. Yeah, yep. yeah, that's right. Obviously, you've got to, go, you've got to check all your, your local governments and and stuff to see if you can do it again and like we check all that out but yeah um yeah it's once we sort of ticked all the boxes and it, it was everything that we were looking for an in investment yeah. and the, we negotiated on price we went straight in there and, and purchased it so awesome yeah so stand good. by watch this space yeah <laughs> we might be back uh, on this time next year like guys don't do it <laughs> was that you're gonna do a youtube channel because you said you're gonna record it um Look, I dabble with the old YouTube <laughs> idea from time to time. I think we get so caught up in work, we actually just forget to do all this you stuff. Like the misses in your face when they come in, you're like, get out of my face. Yeah. <laughs> well, we've just put on a business development manager full time. Yeah. And his job is to make sure that we do all of these content ideas yep. and everything like that. And our tone of voice is being presented yep. in the way in which, you know, our, we call it the BA Bible, present, it instructs us to. Yep. Um, so we will do that. We do have a YouTube account where we do put a lot of like videos and updates and stuff on. But yep. um, yeah, we are wanting to get more into that educational piece yep. so we can provide people with documentation. That's sort of right. Thing, yeah. yeah. Like it's not, we're not, again, it's not rocket science. We're not reinventing yep. any wheels here. We're just putting all the data in place yep. and just, yeah, making it a step-by-step process. process. And yep. That's And that's what has prompted 
not necessarily this purchase, but it just coincided with us purchasing the investment property. And we're like, hey, we're at this time stage what of you the guys business. Want to do, yeah. Let's go. So there will be some pretty cool content around that. And nice. I, I think it's so you see so many people out there, like buyers agents are, are very guilty for it. This paint this picture if you just think this is this is impossible. Like, <laughs> yeah, I've got seventy five properties and I'm twenty one years old and my <laughs> property portfolio is worth six hundred million dollars and I'm gonna retire yeah. when I'm thirty. You're like the news.com okay. day you sort yeah. of feature stories. Yeah, yeah. like, like that that's not add up. Yeah, it's just not right. Yeah. Like I just just breeze past it. It's just you can't there's no connection yeah. with the common man in there, right? Like I love the ones that says I got it all on a fifty five K and your salary. Yeah. It's like you're like <laughs> please explain. It's like, yeah. Well mum and dad went guarantor for the <laughs> and uh, <laughs> then I got gifted funds. And I, and I did it in a one percent interest rate environment. Yeah. I'm yeah. struggling now actually. Yeah. Um, yeah. But interest rates just went up and yeah now my repayments have gone up by like half a million a year. But no, so I guess it was it was about just being yeah like in touch, right? And we we talk about values a lot. Yeah. You've got to have a values alignment with your clientele. And yeah. we, like personally, the way that like I got ahead was by selling properties. I didn't have the cash flow to be able to keep a million dollar property and then go and buy another million dollar property and spend another $200,000. Yeah. It just Sort of like the work. leveraging technique. That's right. Yeah. Like I've got a family to feed. Like I've yeah. got cars. We've got, you know, we want to go on holidays. Like yeah. trying to live within our means and then do all this. It just wasn't, didn't mm. work for us. Yeah. So we had to be, creative about it and my personal process now is buy one keep it buy one sell it so adding value keeping the property putting the rental pool obviously i'm all for positively positive gearing that's my personal strategy like obviously obviously i've got financial advice to sort of help with that so everyone's situation is different but i'm i think if you're you're making money you're paying tax you're making money who cares like that gives you a better position to to buy another one yep um and then sell the second one for cash flow. Yep. Third one keep, fourth one sell. So, um, you know, that's that's kind of personally what, what I'm doing. And and it is more aligned with the people we talk to and our clients because they want to do the same thing. They don't necessarily yeah. want to have, um, you know, 60 properties. But and retire they, before they're 35. <laughs> they're happy working. Yeah. They've got their, their families. Mm, yeah. Like there's, you can't sort of break the system like that. And yeah. There's nothing wrong with with stacking your bread, I think, and working nine till five, and yep. but being smart about it and yep. having the plan that we put in place, just so with with this these milestones, saying that in two years' time we must buy a property that is giving us five percent yield. We can spend between this much and this much in order for us to meet our goals, and yep. then mm-hmm. when we hit that milestone, we have to purchase another one in the next five years. So by the time they retire, when they're fifty five or sixty or seventy, when it might be. They've got their 10 properties. They're, they've paid 80% of the loans off. Yeah. Mm-hmm. They're getting a passive $2,500 a fortnight or whatever whatever it might be that we, we set it up. Yep. The value of those properties is worth $5 million. Yep. They've got their super fund, but then they've also got these investment properties, properties. that they yep. set up as well. So yep. Yep. That is the goal, hey? Yeah. Properties just – the properties working in the back end for you. Yep. Yeah. It's And it's just so – so easy like it not, it's awesome when a, you buy a property and they get the val done and the val's like 30 grand more and you're mm. like yeah you, you i hate the term you've made 30 grand but yeah you kind of have like yeah. you've kind <laughs> of you know if you were to liquidate that yeah. you obviously have paid stamps and stuff so it's probably half of that but you know you've gone that value of that property has gone up by 30 yeah. grand in this settlement time mm. yeah. so that's pretty cool and they're like yeah that is cool like yeah. that would take me 
three months or four months or whatever to earn that much money. Yeah. So yeah. it is cool reflection to have and, and help people achieve that. So, And what is your point on um, – what's your take on timing the market? Because I think like in our industry too, you know, we chat to so many people wanting to – purchase property or whatnot and sometimes they're like oh you know I've been speaking to this person and we think uh, it's probably best we just wait um till the market comes down or whatnot do you kind of I guess believe in um you know kind of getting in when you can and doing what you can with what you've got and seeing it out like or really knowing the market doing your research to try buying low and there's a huge um, element to that. Like you really do need to, if you are going to delve into it that deep, then there is times you can buy and sell. And I often mm. say, look back, look forward. So yep. look at the historic data, mm. where our economy's at, where interest rates are at, you know, what government's um, in at the moment. And you can sort of get an idea of the previously, yeah, yep. the cycle when that was happening, what's mm. going to happen in the future. In saying that, I live by two mottos when it comes to purchasing. Time in the market is better than timing the market. Yeah. Yep. And the best time to buy was yesterday. Yeah. So what we do here at Quantum is we say, let us help you engineer value into that property. So if we buy well and we engineer money, the engineer value into that property in the correct way, it doesn't matter what happens if there's a downturn and your property goes down yep. 10%, which would be huge. Like what we've just sort of come off the back, the back of with COVID because we've engineered 20% of value. So you're still up mm. 10%, right? Yep. So com it's more commercially sensible to do it the way that we are suggesting mm. than it is wasting six to 12 months trying thinking, to oh, pickpocket this exact period this is, where... That's right. Yeah. Is yeah. it going to be perfect? Is now going to be right? Who cares? We've already finished the reno and we're off on yep. the second one. Mm. So that's the way we go about it with our clients. and Sort of like a surfer mentality. You know, you can sit there and wait for the perfect wave or you can ride each set as it comes in. Kind 100%. Of yeah. yeah. We are like, the sets just keep coming for us. <laughs> <laughs> pumping. Yeah, it is pumping out there, guys. Come on. <laughs> yeah, that's right. So I guess that's that's my take on that. So, yeah, yeah it's uh, – I you see so many people who are just sitting on the fence, waiting, oh, waiting, and they yeah. are getting left behind. There is no yeah. doubt about it. Ask any selling agent, ask any buyer's agent, they're getting left behind. Yeah. You see a lot of people as well, like – timing the market and then you know obviously in that sense they end up doing a refinance over and over again then they start talking to us and it's like mate we need to buy it's like well we started the conversation six months ago are you actually ready to buy yeah, yeah that's and then right they came back and the only yeah. thing holding you back is 100 <laughs> percent. so when interest rates were going up and then we were having those people we had some clients like we would put these great opportunities in front of them we're yeah like, guys we have to go on this like this yep. is good you know all of it ticks all your boxes yeah like, we just want to wait and see what happens with interest rates yeah. And then the interest rates would go up and then their broker would call us something like, Hey mate, that's six fifty serviceability is down to six twenty now. Yeah. We're like, guys, those opportunities that we had are gone. Yep. We can't get you that product anymore. Mm. And then unfortunately they were like, oh, okay, well let's just take what we can get. Yeah. They no, it, that's the heartbreaking part about being in this industry, hey. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But you know, as long as you're providing the facts. Yeah. The ball's in their court, right? That's yep. what we're trying to do. We're trying to educate them as yep. as well and, and keep them as informed as we can. And then, you know, they're big, big girls and big boys. They yeah. can make decisions themselves. Correct. They got the mm -hmm. info. So it makes our job a lot easier as well when we're teaching them along the way. So yeah. that's right. Yeah. That's what it's about. It's like yeah, exactly. Learning Education. Together. Yeah. 100%.
in term, just a, for a practical question, let's say I'm wanting to buy an investment property. It's my first, second, regardless. And I can't toss up between an Airbnb or short-term holiday rental versus a bricks and mortar rental property. Sure. How would I make the decision between that and what are the pros and cons between each? Well, a location-based... Oh, actually, sorry, probably a better question would be how do you decide between those two because you've probably had both and you've obviously made the decision to go Airbnb this time. How do you make those two decisions? Well, again, it's about risk, right? Yeah. So how can we reduce the risk on that investment? Um, a, a location-based property is always going to perform on Airbnb and in a rental market. So yeah, yeah. if I were to purchase a property in a... Um, dense housing area and try and airbnb it <laughs> i don't think the uh, occupancy numbers are going to be very high the rental yeah. numbers will be there but yeah. i won't be able to do both so yeah. traditionally close to a beach is always going to perform well or close to the city yeah. um you know in brisbane like new farm tenerife those areas for apartments fantastic airbnb close to the beaches within walking distance the beach is always going to be a, a really good performer on airbnb and again those those rental properties, people are, are going to want to walk there after school, you know, or just night walks. So they're always going to perform. So I think finding, making sure that location is right from the start of your search is always important. And that's always how we'll start a search yep. um, at Quantum is, is find out where they want to be. And yep. like, is it? And sometimes if, if the budget doesn't suit, we think, how can we get there? Is it like, can we go close to a train line or a bus line or something like yep. that? Or what are some other areas that would appeal to both parties or both types so it's and then if they do want to do the value for, add the value from there and do the renos then we'll say trying to do that high as high a spec reno as you possibly can because yeah. you know that blue chip area will always perform better than, than anywhere else yeah. yeah so i guess that'd be my my feedback for that no awesome yeah. well guys thanks so much for jumping on the podcast really Thank appreciate it um, just to rehash in case I did butcher the start <laughs> of the, all the businesses, because you maybe give us a quick rundown of the three different groups, sure. where we can find you, and uh, how they can get in contact with you guys. Your YouTube channel. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, great. So, or are you going to be on the next season of the blog? Maybe. <laughs> oh, I wish. I uh, actually the blog. Uh, when I started this business, I, I love Marty Fox. I reckon from White yes. Fox, and yeah, yeah. he's just an absolute legend. And when I, I saw him speak on the Gold Coast a few weeks ago and then yeah. I saw he was on the block and I was like, oh my goodness, I haven't watched the block in so long, but this <laughs> year I'm watching it because Marty's on there. Um, so we've got Quantum Buyers Advocacy yep. so or Quantum Buyers Agency. So um, all your sort of one-stop buyers advocacy shop. Yep. Uh, we've got Quantum Rentals, which we manage mostly just our investor clients' um, portfolio, properties yep. portfolio. So it means we can sort of keep keep track on what's going on and Definitely. how they're performing and keep them accountable to their goals so we can see what the valuation is and yeah. how they're performing to go and buy a third. And then the uh, the third property, uh, sorry, the third business, uh, the newest to the um, horse in the stable is uh, QBM Projects, so Quantum yep. Building Maintenance, um, and that's uh, run with a mate of mine, Jack, and awesome. uh, yeah, they'll be sort of all maintenance and renovation needs, so super cool. Needs. And where's the best place for people to find you? So uh, Instagram, uh, we've just got a brand new website, which is super exciting, or Nick Esplin on, on um, social media. Perfect. How about you? Hey, same sort of thing, Instagram yeah, yeah. Um, and the website as well. So the website is just Jade, so you'll you'll find it to meet the team. Meet the team. <laughs> Perfect. Hit the link. <laughs> awesome. Well, thanks, thanks so much guys. for jumping on, guys. Thanks and for having uh, us. Thanks for having us. Thank you for listening. Chat to you guys soon. See ya. Cheers. Bye.
Dollars and cents, babe Dollars and cents, cents, cents That's how I feel Dudes moving funny, it's funny, it's not real, ayy 